with the TV on in his mother's house in Florida. His liver was yellow and his wallet was broke. He hated hippies and he loved the Pope. Lots hard. Ah, oh, heck, man, lots hard. It's funny where it stops. It's funny where it starts. The whole thing in the middle. Yeah, it's bound to break your heart. Life is hard. What's going on? How's everyone doing? We got Steve B, Real D50, King Leo, Norm, Josh, Abe, Jake, Steve, Battles, Jill. How's everyone doing? Good morning. Welcome to the morning show on Facebook. We got what What's Happening from Andrew and Sarge D. Morning from Brazil. That's wild. Are we making up things now? That's cool. I don't know where the Periscope chat is. We tried to do something different over here. I was showing producer Luke the setup. Whatever. How's everyone doing? Morning. It's Wednesday, I think. It's Wednesday. It's the morning show. A little baseball, a little baseball, a little books, a little geography. A little history, a little music. It's everything I like. Bite-sized bits. All right. Shut up, Darren. Music today brought to you by Darren Bradbury. Entire show today brought to you by Yes, Please Coffee. Yes, please. Need some to start the day Yes, please, is a coffee subscription, reasonably priced, and really no commitment because you can bow out at any time and you can skip a month at any time. Right now, they're hooking you up. You can get 25% off your first order with discount code JOMBOY. You can go to yespleaseplz.coffee slash JOMBOY to go check it out and see all their flavors. I thought I brought the bag back in here today. Did I not? I just made coffee. I had the bag. I wanted to read it to you guys. I'll do that tomorrow. We're here all week. Anyway, I know that not Mr. Moon, regular listener, sent me this hat. He bought he bought himself a month uh, a bag. Uh, 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 talk much, loser? Learn how to speak. He bought some Yes Please coffee. So him and I will be cheersing Yes Please coffee to each other. I actually really do enjoy it. Um I'm not tuned in enough for coffee to know the exact palate flavors that I enjoy and don't enjoy, but I know what kinds of coffee I like. I know like the big name brands. I, no, I don't like that. Yes, I like that. Um, this one's pretty good, though. It's clean. It feels smooth. That's what I like. Just go down smooth. Yes, please, coffee. Go check them out. Use discount code John Boy. Gets 25% off. You can pick your size. You can pick how often you need beans. You can pick all that shit. And it's a unique blend you get every time. So cool. And the song is over. And we're going to talk about other things now. Mostly. Oh, there's a really cool. It's a really cool story we got today from the town that we're going to. So let's just jump straight in. First, Talking Baseball came out today on the John Boy Media Network. 
John Boy and Jake Radio is going to come out in an hour. And Talking Sports came out. Just, you know, your general sports talk. Let's see what they're talking about on Talking Sports today. Mahomes contract. I bet they covered that. Um, Jake, Bobby, and Keith are back talking about their 4th of July's, the hot dog contest, Patrick Mahomes Super Deal, Cam Newton joining the Patriots, and the Nets dropping like flies, and more. So go check out Talking Sports if you're a sports nut. Check out Talking Baseball if you're a baseball nut. What are we doing Talking Baseball? We talked about the health stuff, talked about a lot of that stuff. At the end, we ranked the hottest guys in the MLB, which wasn't planned at all, but kind of impromptu and much needed. So uh, if you've been dying for that, go check it out. Let's get straight into the weather. The weather in Tucumcari, New Mexico is 75 degrees and sunny, not a cloud in the sky. Probably wondering, hey, where is Tucumcari? Well, it's in Mexico, so you should have figured that out. Looks like it's uh, west of Santa Fe, east of Amarillo. And I think a lot of people guessed that. I think it's on Route 66, which means which means it's uh, or was on the historical Route 66, which means it's probably got a lot of fun tourist places. It's a fun shape. And there's a great story about Tucum Terry that we're going to tell. And it's a very serious and it's a very tragic tale. And we need everyone to strap in and just follow along Tucum Carry. If you're wondering how it got its name, I'm about to tell you something that answers it incorrectly, in my opinion. But first, I have to find the damn window. Good morning. Okay. Are you ready for this? I think we need some, like, background music. How do I, how do I, oh, Oh, what you doing, Jimmy? What you doing, dumbass? Background music. What what would it do? Like uh, the opening music to The West by Ken Burns. The West, Ken Burns, opening soundtrack. Do you think that's going to come up? The West title theme. It's only a a minute long, and this this is going to be longer than a minute, but maybe we'll just loop it. Okay, you ready for this story? This is the legend of Tucum Carey. It was originally called Ragtown. The camp became known as Six Shooter Siding due to the numerous... Jimmy, what are you doing? Show them the, the beautiful fucking images. Okay. Oh, you know what? I'll show you uh, Tucum Carey instead. This is music. <laughs> Where am I? I'm so lost. Okay, okay, okay. We already got to the 50 seconds. I didn't even start the story. What's happening, Jimmy? Holy smokes. This isn't going to work. Okay. I'm telling you, this legend's great. Are you ready? Legend has it that Apache Chief Watanoma was nearing the end of his time on Earth and was troubled. By the question, who would succeed him as ruler of the tribe? In a classic portrait of love and competition, his two finest braves, Tanopa and Tokum, 
not only were rivals and sworn enemies of one another, but we're, go we're both vying for the hand of Carrie, his daughter. Okay, so I'm going to start paraphrasing because I don't want to read all this. Carrie knew that her heart belonged to Tokum. So Carrie is the chief's daughter. The chief's dying. Carrie wants to marry Tokum, one of the best braves. Oh, what's going on with the music here? I think we're done with the music. Just stay with me. This is the mountain of Tukum Carrie that we're looking at. So Carrie, chief's daughter, in love with Tokum, but chief beckoned Tanopa and Tokum to his side and said, I'm going to die. I'm out. You guys are going to take your long knives and meet in combat to settle the matter between you of who gets to marry my daughter, Carrie. <clears throat> All right. But Carrie likes Tokum, so Chief, just let her marry who she wants. Can't have it. The two braves meet, their knives outstretched, mortal combat, unknown to either of them. Carrie is hiding nearby, watching the fight. Of course you're going to watch the fight. They had to know she was watching the fight. When Tanopa's knife found the heart of Tokum, the young woman rushed from her hiding place and used a knife to take Tanopa's life as well as her own. Okay, so we got three deaths in that one sentence. You guys missed it. Tanopa's knife, he killed Tokum. He wins the heart of young Carrie. He becomes chief and gets the chief's daughter. A hell of a job by Tanopa. Carrie, the woman who he just won in the battle, she shows up and she's like, fuck that, kills him. Then she goes, fuck that, and kills herself. She's out. I like Tokum. I don't get it. Now, Chief Watanama he shows up to the scene, sees all three of them dead. I don't know why you weren't watching the battle, Chief, to make sure it was all fair. Why would they just go in the middle of nowhere? It's kind of cool. Um, heartbreak enveloped him, and he buried his daughter's knife deep in his own heart. So now that knife, now he kills himself. <clears throat> and as he killed himself, he cried out, Tokum Carry! And they named the mountain Tokum Carry. That's the legend. That's why the town, and the town's named after the mountain. It was originally called uh, Ragtown and then became known as Six Shooter Siding due to numerous gunfights. Then they officially named it Douglas, and then they said, why don't we just name it after the mountain, Tucum Carry? And then people were like, hey, where's the name Tucum Carry come from? And one guy with grass in his mouth, a straw hat on, said, I'll tell you where the name comes from. And it's kind of like my dad at a campfire when he would just legitimately, like, make up stories. Like, Tokum Carry. Okay, how could that name have found out? Here's the legend of Tokum Carry. So, four deaths. Tokum Carry. I don't get why he yelled out Tokum. If he was such a fan of Tokum Carry, why did he make Tanopa get a chance to fight? You know, bad chiefing, I'd say. Really bad chiefing. By Watanama. Just maybe the worst. Anyway, uh, historians say that the <laughs> historians say that the name actually probably comes from the Comanche word Tukumkeru, uh, which means ambush, which probably makes a lot more sense. So there you go. That's the legend of Tukumkeri, New Mexico. New Mexico, pretty tough looking on this drone footage we have. So dry and boring. No trees. No nothing. I'm not that into it. Also in uh, Tucumcari, New Mexico, in December of 1951, a water tower collapsed and four people died. 
And that, they don't give any more context of that on the Wikipedia. They just say, in December of 1951, a water storage tank collapsed in the city. Four people were killed. Numerous buildings were destroyed. So that sucks. But yeah, that's the story of Tocumcari, New Mexico. The legend. Legend has it that Apache chief, Waltonoma, was nearing the end of his time on this earth. Pretty cool story. It's much more fun to think about that as a dad at a campfire making up the reason why a name exists. My dad, when we went camping, he made up this whole grand story about this this guy who um, was being, like, chased and was had to hide. And my dad made up a story. He was being chased. He had to hide. He dug a hole for himself to hide from the people that were chasing him. And he buried himself, and he put a straw in his mouth above the dirt just to breathe as the enemy, you know, came over and he just hoped they wouldn't notice the straw sticking out of the ground. And then we all went to sleep. It was like five years old. We all went to sleep. And then we woke up and um, my dad had put a straw in the dirt, like on this walking trail we were going to go on or somewhere. And he was like, oh, my God. Guys, look at the straw. And I was like, you know, I was five. It's like, you tell me there's a guy underneath there? Breathing through a straw. Then my dad pissed in the straw. <laughs> that last everything was true except the very last sentence. But everything up until that very last sentence was a true story. Um, so that's that's the legend. That's the legend of Tokum. Tokum Carry, Tokum Carry, New Mexico. If you're living there. It's 75 degrees and sunny. Enjoy it. I don't know how many other New Mexico towns we've done. Actually, Luke, producer Luke has a a sheet of how many. He has like a list of how many states we've done and haven't done. Let me see if I can find it. State count. He's got a Google sheet for this. New Mexico. That was our very first New Mexico town. The town we've done the most, Virginia, New York, and Virginia, New York. Those are the two. It's random. We just go to randomstategenerator.com. But that's Tucum. That's Tucum Gary. And that's all I have to say about that. Next up, we're going to Elias Sosa, baseball player. Uh, baseball player from, I think he's from the Dominican Republic. Yep, La Vega. He uh, accrued nine war in his career. He was a relief pitcher through and through. He got Rookie of the Year votes in 1973 as a reliever, which is cool. Appeared in 71 games, had a 3.28 ERA for the San Francisco Giants. He bounced around a lot. But um, I did some digging on Elias Sosa, and basically the thing that made me laugh the most was his Wikipedia page. And I don't know if this is common for old relievers, but his Wikipedia page has this section called Career Highlights. And I don't mean to be – it's so – 
weird because his career highlights are just regular games. Like, on June 2nd, 1973, he pitched three scoreless innings to earn a save against the Phillies. That's the that's the first highlight on his career highlights. Like, a June 2nd three-inning save. I mean, Goose Gottschalk sneezed and got a three-inning save on June 2nd in 1973. The next... Highlight for Elias Sosa on his Wikipedia page. Someone in, someone went and found all these. They dug through his game logs and then said these are his highlights. He won games on two consecutive days, pitching a combined four scoreless innings on September 1st and September 2nd, 1973. Again. I, I think that's just a walk in the park for some relievers. Um, Aaron Small won like eight games out of the bullpen in a row. Not consecutive games, but it's blown away by this. You want to keep going on these highlights? Four scoreless innings to, ser- to earn a save against the Reds on July 26th. I'd love to know the person who was making this list and at what point did they realize... Ugh, these aren't really highlights. This would be a great section of Wikipedia if it was called, here are some games he appeared in. But instead they titled it, Career Highlights. Four innings allowing just one run to earn a save against the Giants on May 23rd. Come on, that's nice, come on. Four innings, he he came out of the... (laughs) He came out of the pen, he allowed one run, and he earned the save in May. How could that possibly be a career highlight? Three perfect innings to earn a save against the Blue Jays. That's like the best one we've seen, but I still think we've seen relievers do that. Three shutout innings. So uh, he was one of the pitchers that Reggie Jackson hit a home run off of. In the 1977 World Series. Let's go see his postseason. Pitching postseason. Ooh. Okay. It's not It's not really good. In 1977, he... Oh, boy. In 1977, he appeared in four games and allowed six earned runs. So I wonder why that's probably why they steer clear of th- those as highlights. Yikes. In seven postseason games, he allowed seven earned runs. Not good. Not good, Elias. I apologize. But your Wikipedia page is interesting. Versus batter. Let's see how he fared against uh, Hall of Famers. Let's see how he fared against Hall of Famers. Hall of Famer. Get results. Come on, baseball reference. Now stat head baseball? Is that what they want me to say? Mike Schmidt absolutely crushed him. Oh, my God. Mike Schmidt had a 1.072 OPS versus him. All right. 
Dave Winfield crushed him. Joe Morgan crushed him. Tony Perez slugged slugged against him pretty good. Lou Brock. Our man Elias Sosa just shut Lou Brock up. 15 plate appearances, zero hits. Eat shit, Lou Brock. Elias Sosa's got your number. Oh, Joe Torrey. Joe Torrey was four for 12. Hank Aaron. Oh, for eight. Get him. Get him, Sosa. That's a cool one. Hell yeah. Reggie Jackson, 0 for 5, but the home run in the postseason. Pete Rose was on the list before I sorted by Hall of Fame. Said, Josh, don't forget the intro, Osborne. <laughs> did I forget? Did I do the intro? I think I did it. Uh, Pete Rose had a 361 batting average against him, a 444 slugging, and a 965 OPS. 13 hits in 48 plate appearances. Pete got some hits. Elias Sosa, though, you got Hank Aaron, and you got someone else that I can't remember who we were talking about. Lou Brock. That's right. Just casually told Lou Brock to eat shit and then forgot his name two seconds later. Those numbers are more worthy of career highlights. Yeah, the career highlights page on Wikipedia. I just don't understand. Like, who's the editor? Do they show? Does Wikipedia tell you who edits stuff? Because whoever edited this highlight page, what were you doing? What were you doing? Tell me about his, like, you know, family life. Because the highlights you offered were not highlights, and they were just regular appearances. And that's all I have to say about that. Moving on to the portion of the show that I never know, that probably weirds new listeners out every time. Talking books. Baseball is fun mug. Gonna take a sip of my Yes Please coffee. Yes Please.coffee slash John Boy. Go buy some. 25% off. I drink it and I'm super cool. That's how sponsorships go. Uh, someone in the chat said, we the people need to hear some of your ASMR. We have an ASMR podcast on the network, but it's secret. There's only six subscribers so far. This is the The book today is by Jamie Iredale. I don't know how you pronounce Jamie's last name. I also, this was like one of the first books I ever talked about on Morning Show, but that's before it was like an actual show and I was just doing Periscopes and no one was on uh, was on YouTube or anything. I was just testing it out, see if people were interested. Turns out people were. I kept doing it. Um, so I don't know how many people watched that first one, but um, I don't want to continue saying his last name because I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. Iredale is how I would say it. Iredale? Maybe Erdale? Erdale? But um, but he, like, breaks genres. Like, this book is called Prose, Poems, a Novel. And that's kind of what it is. Like, you know, it's it's really prose because, like, every page, it's very interesting what he does, man. 
every page is just a block of story. There's no title of, of said poems. There's no, um, there's no like line breaks or stanzas. It's just a quick block of a story, but the sentences are run together more like poems where you need to fill in the gaps and figure out what he's saying. But then the overarching prose make up a novel basically because there is a storyline. So it's a very interesting read. I don't know how I first found Jamie, um, but I bought his first three books. I was early to him. I'm going to see if he has any more. Um, because his next couple books broke genres too. Like he has a book called The Book of Freaks, which is the alphabet, like A, B, C, D, and then A is all of this. Um, his next book is I Was a Drunk Fat. I Was a Fat Drunk Catholic Insomniac. Let's see if he has any new books. Okay, he has one called Last Mass and The Fat Kid. I need to buy these immediately and put them on my list. But I wonder. I wonder if um, nice they're available in paperback. Add to cart and and live of me shopping right now. This is exciting for everyone. People love this. Hey, dude, how come you don't shop more while you're recording your show? That's nonstop. Oh, the backdrop. Some guy. People complain about backdrops. Oh, wait, Fat Boy is a movie by Iredell. No, that's Jane Iredell. What's happening? Um, the people that complain about backdrops weird me out, but I, I caved. Look, we have a backdrop. Actually, I want to start putting pictures and stuff up instead, but we, we rotated the room. Some, some dude on YouTube yesterday was saying that it looked like I was in my kitchen. Oh, man, not my kitchen. Um, the backdrop's up. Everyone's eyes feel better now, and I'm happy for you. What the hell? What was the other book called? It was like I was I was the fat kid. I can't find it. I found Last Mass. Oh, found it. Okay, got both these Jamie Iredell books in my cart. Love it. Also gonna throw a Billy Collins poetry book in my cart. Hell yeah! Just buying books day. Wednesday. Oh, does anyone know Billy Collins? Is there like a good place to start? What I what I dislike about Bukowski is that his poems have been reshaped into so many different books, like Bukowski on drinking, Bukowski on horses, Bukowski on this. And it's like, just give me like a, a chronological so I know when I can be like, I've read every Bukowski poem. That's what I like about uh, Ted Kuzer, all his books, you know, you just keep going. But uh, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm not... Okay, I'm going to buy Billy Collins' Aimless Love. I think that... I think that... To have the poetry books on, I might just leave them by a stack on my desk. And whenever I don't have a novel or another interesting book to talk about, we'll just grab one of those and we'll do a random page and then we'll 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 dance around in, in it and figure out what we're doing. Okay, proceed to checkout. Bam. All right. Uh, anyway, Jamie Ida. Someone said a random page. 
We can do the random page thing. I think that's cool. Sometimes when I have one that I want to share, I think I'll do that as well. Uh, but there's one. He lived in Reno for a little bit, and he talks about Reno as as if it's Reno. And he's got this description in this page on this book where I don't know if I underlined it, um, but I remember liking it because there were some lines that I liked. So he says, uh, oh, it's Atlanta, not Reno. I think he moved from Reno to Atlanta. He says, my first bar in Atlanta was this underground place that had an entrance like walking down a snake's throat. I passed broken street lamps, the glass jutting out like fangs. Then at the bottom of the darkened stair, I found the bouncer and the other victims. I mean, really good visual. Like you're walking into that bar knowing we're all here because we got something wrong with us in a way. Um, You know, normal society does not come to this bar. It's like walking down the throat of a snake. He says, the bar was held together with tarp and duct tape. Everyone sported skulls that flew black through. Everyone sported skulls that flew back with the glasses tossed down. Beyond the bar on a platform danced the last woman anyone would want to see naked. It was the stripper entourage of the senior citizen wing of the Betty Ford Clinic. <laughs> it's right. I kind of, you know, I'm interested to, to peek and then I'm out. Um, what a description of the stripper. I mean, what if that stripper reads this book and he's like, fuck, she, he's talking about me. Danced the last woman anyone would want to see naked. It was the stripper entourage of a senior citizen wing at the Betty Ford Clinic. Tough break for those ladies dancing. Just trying to earn a living. These women wanted you to touch them. They'd been objects so long, only human fingers reminded them that they had skin. And that once it did not look and feel exactly like a brown paper bag. Oh, shots fired at these ladies. One woman, known the world over for her poetry and television appearances, and especially for smashing beer cans with her tits, claimed to know me. I just moved here, I said. Oh, no, baby, the monster cooed. I know you. Sucks, huh? I think that's when you're at the depths of it. When you go to a place like that, and the stripper, you're like, she's from a different world than me. You know, this is, I don't belong here. I'm better than this place. And then she looks at you and she says, I know you. And she's like, no, I just moved here. She says, no, no, no. I know your type. I know who you are. You belong here. You're part of society with me. It's kind of like an opening, like, fuck. Tough description for those dancers, though. But, hey, how about this? I flagged that page when I read this back, like, 2012 or whenever. So sometimes when I flag pages and now we're 10 years later, eight years later, I'm like, shit, I wonder if I read this on the show and then I'm not going to be into it anymore. Like, you know, I'm like, oh, that wasn't that good. I don't know why I flagged it back then. Still good. That holds up. I enjoyed that description of that bar and the feeling and the the places he took us. All right. Um, someone said page 22, but I think I'm just going to wrap it up. What time are we at? 930. We're good. Page 22, it's too long. If it was a shorter one, I would have done it. Anyway, here's a picture of a bear.
And that's all I have to say about that. All right. What's going on? Chat for a little bit? I don't know where the, the Periscope chat went on me. I'm not going to go down the rabbit I would recommend Charles Novel Post Office. Yeah, I've read I've read every Bukowski novel and I'd recommend all of them besides uh the last one. Um I like Post Office. That's his first one. Bukowski's first novel's Post Office. I like Ham on Rye uh, a lot. Um Facto Fum, maybe that's his first one. Um you know, Ham on Rye, I think you don't read that first. Maybe, I don't know. It's kind of more about his childhood and his upbringing. Um but I've read every Bukowski novel. There's only there's not that many of them. Uh, the last one sucked. How was that massager that you got? The massager's good. I should probably bring it to the office. Uh, Lee Min Du says on YouTube that canceling your shipment anytime you want is the best thing about Yes Please. I do agree. I do agree. Go try it out, you know? Anyone that supports us, good people. So... You go get your guest, please, coffee, and we'll drink it together. My title suggestion, Carrie Loves Tokum Sosa Was Just Okay, and Book Shopping with John Boy. Oh, yeah. Should order those books. Um, the folks from Bangkok are back. Good evening, John Boy. You didn't react to Tanaka getting hit. Uh, I did, and then I deleted the tweets when the players came out and said they don't want all the videos to be shared of Tanaka getting hit. And I obliged because I want to be on the player's good side. So I pandered to them. But then we, we talked about it on the podcast, like at length, too, on both shows. We talked about it on um, Talking Yanks and Talking Baseball. So, uh, so we, we got it. What is your Taurus hat? This is not Mr. Moon, listener of the show, friend of the program, just bought a new house. Just bought himself some Yes Please coffee yesterday. He, I think he's from the area, and he sent us, uh, he sent Jake and I uh, Asheville Taurus hats, and I really like the way this one fits. So I'll wear it until I lose it or I get another hat that I like the way it fits as well. So if you want to send in minor league hats, we'll wear them. We got to get a P.O. box. We had a, we had a P.O. box, big plan, but, you know, Corona kind of shut that. Brady DeVergilio said, this is my favorite book club stream for show. Yeah. You wouldn't think that, uh, I guess that's good. It's good that you guys are uh, allowing me to talk about everything I want to talk about. Update on the P.O. Box? No, I can I can, I can, can ask uh, office manager Caitlin about that. We went to the post office, and they said they needed... They said they needed the post office sucks, dude, because they don't want to help you. The employees there, they just want to be able to not help you so they don't have to work. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but that is my experience. So they said they needed the hard copy of our EIN. And it's like I've never once owned that, had that or needed it for anything. And we've done a lot more official things than get a P.O. box. So that was the first uh that was the first encounter with the post office. Bears with no fur are very gross. Look it up, said Unoriginal France. They are gross. They look like little mole rat bears. 
Craig Collins said, finally had a day off and can watch morning live. Excited to be here. I always watch when I get home from work. Thank you, Craig. I very much appreciate that. Um, that's awesome to hear. Anything else? Can we rabbit hole Duke's food? Uh, my dog's food? I don't know what kind of food. Katie had to get a new kind of food because there's something wrong with the first kind of food. We give him those maize bowls because he eats way too fast. He likes that. He, like, circles around while he's eating. He likes that. Only small-town post offices are good. They get lonely, and they seem more friendly. Good point in the chat by Matt H. Shout out the post office in Pleasanton, California. Best post office experience I've ever I've ever endured. I had the L. Gary hats, and when we started the company, the very first thing I sold was L. Gary hats, and people would buy them, and I had to package them, put them in a box, drive to the post office, and ship them out to, uh, we didn't have drop shipping then. So I was spending a lot of time at the Pleasanton post office. They were great. Sergio says, I look forward to your thoughts and book selection each morning. Thanks, man. Yeah, that's not something I would have guessed would have would have would have happened. But yeah, if if you you know, I love basically my life is if I enjoy something, then I'm gonna have thoughts on it. And the more people I can talk to about those things, the better. So if you ever read a book that I've talked about, um, or have read a book already that I've talked about and you want to like talk, like oh, DM me, email me. I mean, that's why Twitter's great. That's why I started the whole company. You can put a tennis ball in a normal food bowl to slow down the eating too. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that. Um, you should do more breakdowns from the summer camps from different teams like Kershaw struck out bets or something. Do they have them on on so the only the only reason I can do the Yankees is because like I I know how to stream Yes Network on my phone on my laptop. If you have other games that are like tonight if there's a game that's going on tonight that's being broadcast on local TV and you know a place where that I could get it on my phone and get the footage, I will try to make breakdowns and I will cover it. I, you know, I just don't have I don't I don't have access to it. So if you guys want to help me out with that, I will be happy to. I am so excited. I'll wrap this up after this, but I was giddy last night making that coal breakdown because it was something I noticed that I didn't see anyone else on Twitter talk about. The Yes Network didn't talk about it. So I was like, oh, shit, no one, no one saw what I just saw. So I rushed to make the breakdown, put it together on the couch. It probably took me 15 minutes. I didn't have my microphone, so the audio's bad. And after posting it, I mean, this sounds like... Um, I know that people can can construe this to make me sound uh, douchey or cocky, but I looked at Luke, uh, my brother, and I and I said like that was really good. And then I had this feeling of like, oh yeah, I'm good at this, and I haven't had that in a while because we haven't been doing live sports, and I hate doing the old breakdowns of like old, old, old games. Um, but we've had to do that to survive this time period, and I think I'm going to have to keep doing them until July 24th. But last night with that Cole one, um, being under the gun and seeing it on the live TV and then going to my computer and trying to make it as fast as I can and see if anyone else noticed it and trying to, trying to get it out as quick as possible. I just And then, like, Buster only retweeted it and Rich Eisen retweeted it. And it was, it was like, I was kind of, like, giddy. I was like, oh, yeah, this is what I like doing. Uh, I was very excited. And it was cool, man. I mean, it's, it, a lot of people in the comments, like, took it way too seriously. 
Like, oh, they can't even play. This is ridiculous. Or Cole's a little bitch. Like, it was just a funny moment. It wasn't it wasn't anything crazy. But, uh, yeah, it felt fun. It felt fun to do that again. Uh, so I'm very excited to have baseball back. All right. I think that ends the show today. We got the legend of Tukum Carey. Great legend. Great legend. Definitely not the reason that name came about, but great legend nonetheless. We got Elias Sosa's highlights. Not great. Not great at all. We got Jamie Iredell. Uh, Iredell. Um, Jamie and I have like uh, tweeted at each other a while ago. So, Jamie, what up? I love your stuff. Excited to buy the new books and read those. And then when we got uh, the music was Darren Bradbury. So I'm going to play that. Um, cool. I think we're out. I think we're out. I appreciate you guys. Thanks for hanging out with me. And uh, what happened here? Something, something got messed up. I fixed it. I fixed it. The logo got messed up for Yes Please. So now I'm fixing it. And then uh, I'm out. I appreciate you guys. Thanks for hanging out with me. I'll see you tomorrow. Go to yespleasecoffee slash johnboy if you want to support the show. It's good we got a sponsor because it was like, can't keep doing this without sponsors. So we need to keep them coming. See you guys. JJR coming up soon. The cops they found Lenny on the bathroom floor. Guess the court transcripts weren't funny no more. Subpoenas ain't setups. The stand ain't a show. I guess naked on the floor was his last dirty joke. Life is hard. 